Welcome to Ignite Your Confidence for women in leadership who want to speak up and stand out. I'm your host, Karen Laus. Here you'll get all of the tips and tools that you need to stand out with unshakable confidence. Let's jump in to today's episode. Today's guest I am particularly excited about because we met in one fashion and then we became friends and now we have boba dates whenever I come into town. So Sarah Johnson, I'm so excited to have you. Please tell the guests about you. No, you're the guest. (laughs) Tell us about you and anything that you want to share about yourself. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I know we've been talking about doing something together for quite some time and it's been a blast getting to know you and um, visiting all those Bulba locations. We always try to hit a new one each time we meet together. So it's been a blast. Um, So my name is Sarah Johnson and um, I've been, so I started my career in technology originally and kind of advanced to association world. So I worked for numerous associations from manufacturing to fashion and everything in between. Um, But what I've loved about it is really getting to grow as a person from leadership positions to also helping businesses. That's what I've learned. I've really loved to do is the consulting side um, of things, learning what a uh, business needs and fulfilling that. And so it's allowed me to go into all these different avenues um, of my career and, and really getting to know people. So I look forward to sharing more about that with you. Awesome. Well, tell us about thinking about your confidence journey, since this is all about confidence. Tell us about a time when you weren't so confident and how things evolved from that, or if you have a specific story or example that you'd like to share. Yeah. So, um, I, many people who know me won't believe this, but I used to be really shy. <laughs> um, and oh. growing up, I was very shy. I'm a part of a very large family. So I guess maybe I didn't feel like I needed to talk much. <laughs> I'm not quite sure, <laughs> but, uh, my first, one of my first jobs in college was working at Starbucks and anyone who's worked at Starbucks probably has a similar story of you're forced to talk to people, right? And you're forced to build relationships with customers and especially the reoccurring customers who come in every day. And what I love and what I remember is a line from Cheers that my boss would always share is everybody knows your name. And the concept of that was every customer that comes in, know their name, know their their drink. So by the time they get to the, the checkout, their name is written on a, on a cup and their drink is already being made. And for me, that was a big confidence thing because it made me learn how to interact with people, how to build relationships, how to know their name, how to know what they're interested in. So for me, that was, I would say, the first step to building confidence and getting out of my shell because I was forced to do that. That was my job. Then when I kind of got into, I'll say, business world, (laughs) it was more of, okay, now I have these leadership positions where I'm literally in charge of the full aspect to the company. I'd worked for a fashion association and it was a very small association. It was a two-man show and I managed everything, everything wow. from the clients to being the assistant, to being the um, event coordinator, to everything in between. And so for me, that was a big confidence thing because I had to believe that the decisions I made that I was being confident in those that I said, okay, this is just how it's going to be. And that was, I think the next biggest step for me in my career is just believing that I could do it, believing that the decisions I made were going to be, I won't say correct, but were going to be what they needed to be in that moment. And so I had to believe in myself and the decisions I was making. 
And that kind of led into, you know, furthering my career into having a team and delegating them and, and that sort of thing. Um, so that's kind of where it kind of grew for me as far as confidence. And I'm still growing every day as, <laughs> as everyone is through conversations and, you know, asking for raises, which happy to talk through further of, of that, but that's, I think is a constant journey of, of confidence. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. And thank you for your vulnerability about that, because I think a lot of times when people are listening to interviews like this, it's easy to think, oh, that person has arrived or, oh, you know, I'll, I'll never be as successful as that person or that kind of thing. And so just, I love how you always show your humanity, Sarah, you're so easy to relate to. And that story about Starbucks is really interesting. I'm super curious and I'm, I'm wondering, first of all, where was that as far as the city or town? Um, Outside of Seattle. So, which is really funny because Seattle is where Starbucks was started. Yeah. Um, But I grew up in Seattle and went to college and that sort of thing. So uh, managing, you know, work life and and college life at the same time, um, they are just a great actually company uh, not to promote them, but great company for, for students (laughs) who are, Um, you know, trying to manage both. Yeah, that's great. Well, because what it made me think of is how interesting that that was a value. And I love that about everyone knows your name. And so what what percentage of people actually walk into Starbucks are regulars, at least in your experience? Oh, very large amount. I probably say 30%, 30, 40%. Okay. Especially when you live so close to one or two Starbucks, you're always going to the same one. And especially retirees, like that's what they do all day. They, they have their routine and that sort of thing. So it's a lot more than you would think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's a wonderful goal. I think that's a great yeah. example. Right. So what do you think about as far as going back to where you started compared to where you are now? Did you think that you would be doing what you're doing now? No. And neither <laughs> does my family. Actually, I hear all the time, like, you know, I was just at my brother's birthday party and, um, in, in, in Seattle and I saw people I haven't seen in 20 years and they, they've known me since I was five years old. And the funny wow. thing is they're like, I can't believe who you are, you know? Cause again, I used to be this shy little thing. And now I will talk to anyone and everyone you see me in the airport. I will go talk to you. You know, I'm not afraid yeah. <laughs> of that anymore. Um, so for my family, it's a big shock for me. Um, I'm very proud of that because I've grown a ton, but again, you know, I'm still growing every day and learning every day. And, you know, I'm always trying to be better at conversations and, and how to ask for what I want, which we've talked about quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's shocking, but it's also so very fulfilling of where I've gotten to because I used to be very shy and very introverted. Now I feel like I'm both <laughs> introvert and extrovert. Um, but I can, you know, I enjoy that. And that's what's allowed me to build my friends, my friendships, mm-hmm. allowed me to build my very large network um, of people that I have in business life. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's gotten me pretty far. That's, that's just fantastic. Well, I celebrate you. And I love that you can share this story for other people to learn from. Do you remember a time when you got it, you became, how should I put this? You became more confident. Like when I think about, think about, here's the way that I would frame this. If you think about that person listening that might be shy, might be timid and afraid to speak up, what advice would you give that person? And perhaps part of that question is how did you shift? Like, how did you go from 
introvert to where you are now? Yeah. So I think first and foremost, it's discovering who you are. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think be by yourself for just a little bit. I'm very independent. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like being by myself. <laughs> I also like being with friends, but I think the biggest thing is discovering who you are and being confident with who you are. Like say, this is who I am. And I always say, be real and be you because mm-hmm. you're the only person you can be. You can't be anyone else. You are what you got. <laughs> and <laughs> you don't, you don't have time to be anyone else and you shouldn't be. Um, and I would say the other thing too, is just be really knowledgeable. I think when you're knowledgeable and you know what you're talking about, that confidence comes out, especially if it's something that you're interested in. So, you know, if you're asking for a raise, come with facts, come with Mm -hmm. the knowledge of, Hey, here's what I've done and have it written out, come with the numbers of, Hey, here's what the industry is, is paying me, you know, and that sort of thing. Instead of just saying, Hey, this is what I want Mm coming, come with facts. I Mm -hmm. think as what I've learned, that's a really big lesson I've learned just recently (laughs) is, um, you know, how to ask for what you want, but it's being clear for yourself. So if you are clear for yourself of what you want, it's a lot easier to relate that if you're not clear, it's more difficult, right? So you just need to be clear on what you want and then just go for it. And I think having 20 seconds of courage is really important. Um, I think if, you know, it's hard to do it the first time, right? It takes a lot of courage and you're super nervous, but then you do it the second time and the third time and the fourth time, and then it gets a little bit easier. And then you start to figure out, oh, if I do it this way, if I do it that way, right? And that's just like anything, like how we learn to walk or how we learn to ride a bike. It's always fresh and new, but then you start getting better at it. So it's always that 20 seconds of courage. You could just have to start off with, and always know too like not putting so much pressure on yourself. Um, mm-hmm. I always have expectations for myself where look, I'm going to do my best um, with whatever, whether it's getting better at something or having a conversation, but just know it may not always turn out the way I want it to be. And that's okay. And I think that kind of takes the pressure off as well of just saying, look, I gave it a try. Didn't work. Let's try something else. And if you have that mindset, it's a little bit easier. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not so much pressure on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit easier to go to that next step. Wow. I love it. How, <laughs> tell us about the 20 seconds of courage. How did you come up with 20 seconds? Um, you know, I've, I've attended a lot of seminars and I read <laughs> a lot of books. I read personal development books all the time. And it's just something I've heard of quite a bit. And mm-hmm. I've, a lot of my friends have experience and then I started just doing it. Um, and again, it doesn't have to be a lifetime. It's 20 seconds, right? And it goes by in a blink of a vine. You're like, oh, okay, it happened. Okay, great. <laughs> now let's go to the next thing. You know, what I mean, it's we put so much pressure on ourselves. And I think that's yeah. why 20 seconds is very quick. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone can survive 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. So I think as long as you, you know, it's just all about changing your mindset, I think is the biggest thing. Um, you know, and when we talk about mistakes or whatever that is, it's okay, great. It was a mistake. How am I going to learn from it? Or this was a learning opportunity. So how do you change the narrative of that? I think is really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So how did you, how like think about one step that someone could take besides, so related to the 20 seconds of courage, if you think about that person who might be listening, that's going, okay, how do I actually ask for what I want. So now specifically thinking about the courage related to that. And you've, you've alluded a couple of times and said directly as well that, oh, we can talk about that later. I'd love to talk about that now, if you're open to it, about 
a recent lesson that you've learned? I know I'm asking you three different questions in one here, but a recent lesson or anything that you could offer around asking for what you want? Yeah. So I think the first thing, um, if you've never done it before is just really writing it down. I'm, I'm quite the note taker. And so that's what I always do is when I really want to do something, I'm, I'm nervous a lot of the times too, when I am doing something new. So recently, um, I had a, a life change where I, I changed careers, <laughs> changed jobs. Yeah. And, um, that's a little scary because I was very much in my comfort zone was doing what I was doing. Also, I moved States all at the same time. And so for me, I like to note take. So I just write it all that down. And it's more of just getting all my thoughts out on paper, kind of barfing on paper, I like to call it. <laughs> um, because then it actually becomes easier. You look at, you're like, oh, okay, it's not that bad. Right. And mm -hmm. then you kind of get your thoughts out. And mm -hmm. then you look at the next day, this is just how I work. And then I looked at the next day, I said, okay, well, here's the step I can take. Let's just go ask. So I went and I just asked one day. And, um, and I always, something that I always remembered is if you don't ask, it's an automatic no. Yeah. So I went and asked and I got what I wanted. <laughs> and, and again, I went in knowing I may not get it right. So I had expectations for myself because it is what it is. Um, and so I went and I, and I got it, but for me, it was just thinking out the plan and the process. And that actually helps get rid of my, you can sell nerves, jitters, whatever you call it. Mm -hmm. But I think for some people, I, I, I run a women's group, um, every other week and, um, we were talking about networking and how to network. Right. And a lot of people on the call are super shy and mm -hmm. talking to someone that you've never met can be really nerve wracking. So one thing that we coached on was how do you compliment people? Right. So if I'm not, oh. if I need to get into to networking, right. For my job, right. Maybe I'm in sales and I'm very new at it um, compliment, say, Hey, I really like your shirt or, mm -hmm. Hey, those are awesome shoes. Or, you know, what is, what's your necklace, right? So it's kind of that, how do I get into a simple conversation starter? So we just provided a couple like sayings, a, a couple questions that you can ask and go with someone, right? So don't go by yourself, yeah. go with someone, tag team and kind of get comfortable. And then you start going, you don't need to go from zero to a hundred, go from zero to one. Mm -hmm. and then you go from one to two and two to three. Yeah. Um, but people just want to go from zero to a hundred and it's some people can, but it's just, that's not how most of us work. Um, so again, everyone has their own process, but for me, I, I like to think about it. I like to plan. I'm a process kind of person. <laughs> um, but I think too, um, you don't have to do it by yourself. I think if you have a group of friends, ask them, say, Hey, have you, have you asked for a raise before? How did that go? And kind of getting tidbits and, and details from them. I always say, learn from other people's mistakes, not, mm -hmm. not just your own. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, ask, ask questions, ask your friends, mm -hmm. ask your colleagues, Hey, have, have you had this experience? Because I think it helps you understand and um, come up with other ideas on how to approach something, whether mm -hmm. it's asking for a raise or it's um, having a, a conversation with someone that maybe some confrontation there, right? Cause those are very difficult for people right. um, as well, but it's how can you, you know, take what you've learned from other people and turn it into something else, right? Mm -hmm. Cause again, it's changing that narrative. Mm -hmm. So hopefully I answered all three of your questions. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love it. And I'm thinking, can we get even more specific around the ask? So specifically yeah. when you, was this 
I don't know if you're comfortable sharing this, but was this for a job when you said yes. you got it? This was the job, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. So did you, did you create a job or did you go for one that was listed somewhere? I just straight up asked. Okay. So you um, went I, to I the knew. person you, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Cause that's really helpful. Cause so much, so many people are responding to one that already exists. And what I think yeah. is unique about yours is that you went for what you wanted on your own. Yeah. Well, just to give a little background is most of the jobs I've gotten, um, I never asked for them before. Usually there were, they were referrals from a friend of a friend. My name came up in conversation and they reached out and they created a position for me. That's actually how my last two positions were built. Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't ask for it, but again, it's all not just who, you know, but who knows you. Right. Um, so, and that kind of comes into this story where, um, the world that I live in in business is very small and a lot of people, everyone kind of knows of each other. Um, so I knew of this company, I knew of a few people, but we weren't actually like buddy, buddy friends where I could just call up, but I did. And it it took a lot of courage. I just called them and said, Hey, look, I'm looking to move to this city and I need a job. And what do you got? (laughs) That's literally what I said. And the gentleman at the time, um, after I got hired, he goes, you know, it it was almost kind of odd that you called because I didn't expect that. And I said, yeah, but if I didn't ask, it would have been an automatic no. Right. And I said, if I didn't ask, you wouldn't have hired me. He goes, well, you're right. (laughs) So, but, but again, it, could I have done that 15 years ago? No. I, I would not have been able to have the courage to do it 15 years ago, but all my knowledge and everything I've been through the last 15 years built me up to that point. Right. Yeah. So I didn't just do it out of the blue, the shy girl. I wasn't the shy girl anymore. Yeah. Um, but you know, or for asking a raise, you know, and I said that a couple of times is, um, there's been times in my career and that's just, you know, the world of business where you get all these things thrown on top of you because like, Oh, she can do it. Right. Oh, she's got it. Right? right. And then you've, you don't think, Oh, well, I should probably ask for a raise. And it's really hard to do that, especially as a female in business. Mm-hmm. It's it's very difficult and learning to say, Hey, cause I I've learned everything as a conversation. Right. So saying, Hey, that's great. And I appreciate you for, you know, thinking of me and thinking that I can take this on. This isn't in my actual scope of my job description. Let's have that conversation discuss a salary raise. Beautiful. Yeah. Again, could have never done that 15 years ago, but you start to build confidence and you start to understand your value. And that's what allowed me to reach out to this company because I knew what my value was in the industry. Mm -hmm. And, and I really had to believe in myself because I actually wrote everything down that I had accomplished in one job. I was like, oh my gosh, I did a lot. (laughs) And again, I think that's where writing down comes into play because you're visually seeing it. A lot of times we don't notice it because it's just happening so quick over time. But if you visually are writing it down or whatever, you know, videos, whatever you call it, but it's visual, you see the progress, right? You see everything that you've done. And that to me was my resume. Here's everything I've accomplished. Um, And it makes you feel good too about yourself. Yeah. Um, But, but yeah, I'll be honest. The interview wasn't so much an interview. They're like, you're in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that speaks so much to who you are, Sarah, and you have, thank you. you're so connected and you're such a wonderful human being. You're so good. Oh, thank you very you. much. Yeah, you, you are just so great. So anybody would be lucky to have you and I'm sure you'll, you'll be running many companies one day if that's what you want to do. <laughs> yeah, yes, it is. 
<laughs> so I, I see you with multiple businesses. Right. <laughs> well, what is your, you mentioned that you read a lot and I know you're very into personal growth. What is the last book that you read? Well, I think the last book I read and the book I've read probably 50 times, and I really encourage people to read, it's called The Slight Edge, S-L-I-G-H-T-E-D-G-E. And um, it's actually by a friend of mine who wrote it many years ago. Um, and I, the reason I love this book is because it talks about everything I've talked about. It's mm. about, you know, how do you grow? And it's this philosophy is everything you do compounded over time puts you on the success curve or failure curve. So when I said writing it down and seeing it visually, you know how you wake up, you're like, how did I get here? Right. Mm -hmm. Or how is my finances so bad or my health so bad? It's where we don't track it every day. So it's so minuscule. Every little decision is so small. It does compound. We just aren't aware of it. And um, it's an incredible book. It was actually rewritten a couple of years ago to implement happiness into the philosophy. Uh, they also have a slight edge for teens book. And I, um, when my brother was 12 years old, I paid him to read it. And we learned how to save money. Um, I had three little buckets. You put your savings first, what you want to spend and, um, and how to give back to charity. And so, you know, that's something I would share. So every what time I have a niece or nephew, I have so many copies of, the, of this book, because I think if you can ingrain that philosophy, that kind of sets you up for everything else. And I, the reason I said I've read it so many times is because every time you read a book, you get something else out of it, Yeah. but you also remember like, Oh shoot, I need to do that. Um, so it's really helped in every aspect of my life. And it's a really easy book. You could probably read it in a weekend. Um, yeah. but it's, it's a fantastic book. So I really encourage people to read it. Oh, thank you for the book recommendation. Yeah. That's great. Well, excellent. Well, Sarah, thank you so much. Where can people reach you if they'd like to reach out and have more conversations with you? Uh, LinkedIn is probably the best. Um, you can just go to Sarah-Johnson. Um, you should be able to find me right there. Um, but okay. looking forward to connecting with other people and happy to answer any other questions. Awesome. Thanks for being here today, Sarah. Thank you so, so much. Glad. Look forward to our next BOBA. Yeah, me too. And that's a wrap of another episode of Ignite Your Confidence. I'm your host, Karen Laus. Thank you so much for listening. If you love today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps other people find the podcast faster, and it certainly helps me. If you're interested in more tips and tools around confidence, please join me over in my Facebook group called Ignite Your Confidence with Karen Laus. Remember, you too can stand out with unshakable confidence. 